This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. During this next episode for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, I'm joined by Karen Deep Sahal, who launched his business Pivot in the height of the pandemic in 2020. And we have a really interesting conversation about refreshing as an industry and refreshing as a recruiter so whether you're listening to this as a leader or as a newbie recruiter what are the things you can do to keep your desk fresh to keep your business attractive and to ensure that you're truly equitable and fair in how you're um, running your business and how you're actually dealing with yourself so it's a very interesting conversation I ask Karen Deep questions along the lines of what would you do if you could go back in time in a time capsule and start recruitment from day one? What advice would he give to new recruiters who were looking to keep themselves really fresh and attractive to their communities? And to recruitment leaders, what would you do to ensure that you don't actually compromise or risk losing your reputation, but want to do things a little bit differently to keep yourselves innovative, creative, and ensuring that you're retaining and attracting the best talent in the market? definitely not one to miss we can't wait to hear what you think of Karen Deep. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I'm really excited about today's guest not least because we're talking about a topic which I think might cause quite a bit of debate particularly on LinkedIn. This is Karen Deep Sahel and he is the founder of Pivot Search and he's joining us today with a beautiful background for those joining us on on, uh, YouTube, I should say, rather than podcast. Welcome to you today, Karen Deep. How are you? I'm really well, Leisha. First of all, really appreciate you having me on the podcast. Really excited to be on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and and talking about something that... um, think we're both quite passionate about so yeah thank you very much you're very welcome and uh, you know thank you to Shannon who's obviously been the uh, instigator of this because yeah. it's Shannon who's your contact because you're based over in Leeds there'll be lots of people who don't know who you are that'll be clicking on your profile because we'll be tagging you but for those who don't know, yet know who you are give us a brief bio as to who you are and what you do so I'm Karen Duke Sohel Managing Director of Pivot Search I've been doing recruitment for 15 years and I guess I've worked in a in various different environments, always in exec search, working in very, I guess what you'd call a traditional search environment 15 years ago, sort of very structured, very KPI driven, um, went on to work um, for another search firm that was very, very progressive. And I headed up their oil and gas division, so oil and gas upstream recruitment's my background, that's what. Um, I've spent the vast majority of the last 15 years doing. Um, so I've built up a oil and gas stroke industrial division to just over two million pounds turnover, 20 headcount. And then two years ago, um, set up Pivot Search um, in, in the midst of lockdown one and COVID, which some people will, I guess, wonder why. But Pivot's been going 
nearly two years. Um, it's a very different search firm um, overall. It's very much geared towards experienced recruiters who want to work in a mature environment that embraces flexibility, innovation, and you, you as an employer candidate client, the search firm is built that way and built with the mindset of it's about prioritizing people over profits. Um, yeah. As a search firm, I'm sure we'll come on to talk about how we do that. But yeah, it's been really exciting. It's going really well. We're actively growing and looking to bring people on board. So yeah, that hopefully answers a bit about me. It definitely does. It gives you, well, I know, it gives you gravitas and uh, it's it's important to see the journey that you've gone on and actually to position ourselves in terms of what we're going to talk about today. And, and I have to say, you know, having looked at your profile, I love that you're one of those pioneering leaders that's definitely trying to change the narrative about how recruitment is perceived in that it is people over profit. And actually, if you get the right people and you do things properly, you'll make profit. And I Absolutely. Love You'll make profit, but it's mm. it's about actually wanting a business that where people, your employees enjoy working for you, want to work for you, and they enjoy the benefits of, of working for you. And I think you know one of the compromises is you know you have to have an offering that gives more back to the employees. There's a lot of search firms out there which are built as lifestyle businesses where the directors of the businesses you know drive flash cars, live the life of luxury, but ultimately the people working for the business, do they enjoy it? They do it because the top billers get paid reasonably taken on holiday, but the rest of the business is, is lost and, yeah. you know, don't feel valued and don't feel, they almost feel just a revenue generating cog in the machine. And mm. I really want to move away from that where everybody in the business enjoys working for the pivot, whether it's a top biller or alternatively, you know, it's somebody whose ability at that stage in their career is to write 170, 200k, whatever it is, that they get the same level of fulfillment, enjoyment, sense of belonging. And it's not just the top billers and directors who live the life of luxury and enjoy the benefits. Equitable enjoyment, that's what it should yeah. be in terms of your your capability well actually that leads very nicely in terms of what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about why you think you the recruitment industry needs to freshen up so why and what do you mean by freshen up first of all well i guess to start with why you know i think if you're going to refresh something make something better evolve there's got to be a reason behind it and i think recruitment is traditionally an industry that i think lacks evolution is quite stagnant stuck in its ways and hasn't evolved. I think there are very few search firms out there that are disruptive. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say that Pivot's the only one, but, you know, are disruptive, are trying to, to break the norm and challenge the norm in the way in which things are done. Um, recruitment, for me, is an industry that has a lot of negative stigma and stereotypes attached to it. And externally, you know, if you say you're a recruiter, some people sort of roll their eyes because there is a negative stigma stereotype attached to it and also I think probably more importantly from an employee perspective there are a lot of people out there who have negative experiences that work in recruitment they fell into it they earn a reasonably good living they've been doing it long enough that they don't know what else to do or can't don't have the same opportunity to earn but work environments that are very boiler room wolf of wall street there's lots of micromanagement, there's a bullying culture, strong KPI culture, 
you become ridiculed for missing targets. You know, if you're doing well and you're making the business money, great. You know, they'll massage your egos, make you feel great. But a lot of employees don't experience that. The people who, you know, might be struggling and everybody struggles at some point in recruitment. Nobody has a ride where however long their career is, every minute's on a high. There are the lows, the challenges. And there are, there are a lot of solutions that really don't support you um, and just focus on work harder, do more. Let's just up your KPIs. And ultimately, that has a negative effect on yeah. your mental health. You don't enjoy coming to work. It has a bearing on your mental health overall, which just isn't in the workplace. It's actually you as a person. And for me, I think that it's time to evolve and move forward. And also, I think there are people want to have a work-life balance and I want to challenge the status quo and say, yes, you can have a work-life balance where, you know, you actually build work around life and not life around work. And mm -hmm. by no means am I saying all search companies are like that and mm -hmm. have that negative employee experience. But I think if you talk to a lot of recruiters that it does exist, that they've experienced it at some point, whether it be now or in the past, and I want to change that. I want to change the external perception so that when people talk about, hear about work at the pivot, they're like, well, that breaks the norm. And people who are talking about what works life are, are actually positive and go, well, I'll enjoy working for pivot because it is refreshing. It is a change. I'm valued. And do you know what? I can actually do the things I enjoy. And, and, and I guess that and make that transient into into everybody's business as well that's yeah. what this podcast is about it's about elevating the whole recruitment industry each and every one that's listening whether you're a recruiter starting out your career or whether you're a leader and you know like Karen Deep you've got people working for you and you, you know you're listening to this now thinking well you know what do I need to do to, to freshen up I think it's you know it, 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 it the industry needs people like you to come in and say right let's you know let's do things differently so if you, if you had a time traveling capsule and you could go back to recruitment day one what would you set our industry out in terms of as, as a stall what would it look like what would it be we briefly interrupt this chat on the recruiters recruitment podcast to introduce to you our partnership with vincere the recruitment operating system Vincheri is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Um, I think... Going back to recruitment day one, I, I want an employer, employee experience, sorry, it's been more about you, you know, actually, it's not, my first experience in recruitment was sitting in a classroom environment being taught how to do the job, there was no understanding why 
I wanted to do it, what I wanted to achieve, and why I wanted to achieve it. Because I think that the big questions are, what do you want to achieve? Why do you want to achieve that? And then you get onto the how. Um, you know, I think that if you, I'd, I think it'd be more empowering for people on day one to actually be like, well, right, we're going to teach you the how, but let's understand what you want to do, why you want to do it. Then let's give you the toolkit, the resources to be able to do it. Let's let's take a step back. I think, you know, day one, you know, it shouldn't all be about right. Let's set you these targets. You've got to hit these targets. Bang, 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 and I'm going to bully you to do it. It's actually let's break it down and let's empower you. Let's understand what you want to achieve, why you want to achieve it. And my job as an employer is how are you going to achieve it and giving you that toolbox. And I think that's the big thing for me that it shouldn't be all about stepping into a recruitment company and being taught in a classroom environment about recruitment 101. Let's actually understand the individuals that we're trying to help and support and build the career of recruitment. So that's putting the people before profit, right? That's basically thinking about the people first. So what, but how does that then work with, if you're thinking about a company's sort of mission, you know, a company has a mission statement and you could have that as whatever your mission statement is, it could be to, you know, be the ultimate destination for anyone that's in your sector, right? Because obviously it's yeah. about having external customers, but how do you then ensure that those people that you're bringing in, that their why matches your company mission? Um, I think for me, it's a little bit easier because I do, our model is built around experienced recruiters. So we look for people who want to work in recruitment and why they want to do it um, is, you know, that people first element, I guess comes down to the fact that it's actually talking to me. It's not actually learning on day one what why they're doing it. It's understanding during the recruitment process and interviewing with the pivot, why do you want to be here? And the reasons, you know, are very, very different. And I think that money always is going to be there as a why, but it might not be people's primary driver. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's, you know, I think being able to, I guess, connect your company values, culture, mission statement with why, somebody wants to do it it's part of actually the interview process and making sure that somebody wants to be in recruitment and then why they want to be in recruitment making sure that it works and aligns with what pivot offers mm. um, and then it's about actually treating people if this is where our new value comes in well what what do you want to achieve why do you want to achieve it and giving people the trust the autonomy and the flexibility to, to be able to do that and it's not about trying to make everybody a top biller in the business. Some people will join and say, well, I want to generate 300K. Well, great, let me help you and support you to do that. Somebody might say, well, I believe my ability at a stretch is 170, 200K. Well, they all want to be there for the same reason. They want to earn the, the commission, but it's helping them get there and make sure that people don't feel lost. No. You know, a lot of not in the, you're not in the slipstream of all the top billers I, I totally get it so if if you know bearing in mind our listeners if if there's people listening that are in you know they're running their search firms or or contingency you know this isn't just applicable to search firms of course this is across the recruitment industry thinking you know what you're saying is you know 
it's flipping the mindset, isn't it? It's about thinking about the person's mind, person's why rather than the company why. So how does an employer ensure that they don't lose, I guess, the provenance and the legacy and their reputation for what they're doing whilst maybe refreshing their culture and their internal structure? Okay. So I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. For me, I think that it comes back to you, do you want to change? Do you want to refresh? What do you want to change? Why do you want to change that? For me, if, you're, if you want to actually do something and you're passionate about driving positive change, you should never ever worry about compromising your reputation or your history because at the end of the day, whether you're an employee of that business or you're a client of that business or a candidate of that business, you're driving change that should actually drive a positive experience for them. Um, I think what you do need, I think, you know, if you're going to go make change and you're going to be refreshing, you're going to be different, you should never think, am I compromising my past or my reputation? Because your reputation should not suffer. Your history might actually change positively that people actually think, well, my experience of that business was this, but it's actually got better. I think what you do need to do is go in with a mindset of you can't come in and just go, right, we're changing today. This is what we're doing. We're rolling out complete flexibility, work when you want, where you want. Um, We're going to roll out um, some innovation and expect it to just work on its own. You've got to have a mindset of driving that down. It's got to come from the top. You've got to champion whatever you are trying to refresh within the business but you've also got to have a a mindset of flexibility not everything you do works on day one not everything you do works in the first few weeks you've constantly got to be evaluating and I think this is where 
the person that you are who's supposed to be benefiting from this refreshing change, whether it be your employers, it, sorry, your employees, whether it be your candidates, whether your clients, you're constantly talking to them yeah. and asking them, you know, how's it going for you? What's working? What's not working? Not being afraid to actually step back and go, well, we need to revise things. We need to evaluate and make changes yeah. for something to work. Course it, is. Uh, it, it, it really is. I was actually going to ask you that, you know, how do we ensure that our external customers ensure that it's not just some kind of marketing ploy or it's something quite authentic and genuine? But you're right. I think you said at the very start of this that as a sector, we are we uh, have we evolved? Are we evolving? And actually, we, we in theory, we do each time we go to market with a candidate or a client search, don't we? So I think it's taking that feedback and then bringing it into our own journey, our own story, and, and saying, right, what can we do better? What can we do differently? How can yeah. we make ourselves stand out from, from the competition? Absolutely, I think that, you know, where I would say there is a compromise, there is a compromise along the line. You know, we, I guess to give you an example, one of the big things that we evaluated was we, we put together an offering which didn't focus on a particular thing. It wasn't flexibility driven. It wasn't innovation driven. Picking on one thing and driving, going with it. Obviously, flexibility is the big fad at the moment. It's the big thing companies are trying to roll out, four-day week trials. Yeah. We wanted to come to create a complete offering to employees that made it attractive. And that's passed on to your clients. You know, if your employees enjoy working for you feel motivated, feel empowered. The end result for the, your clients is probably going to be, or should be better, but we created an environment that had complete flexibility. So work when you want, where you want, what you're working towards is driven by you. We had innovation through actually building Pivot, not as a business that specializes in a particular sector or sectors. We actually spend more and invest more in our consultants so that their position is key people of influence and marketing is a massive part of that video is a part of that yeah. but when we evaluated it and i guess i measured success on how we attracting experienced recruiters and we attracted some but not enough and i looked at it and when we improved our earning side of things and commission and bonus side of things and it was good the rest of the package was unbelievable but we had to look back and go, we need to be more generous. You know, we if we really want to attract the creme de la creme in recruitment, our earning potential needs to be so much better. And we had to, I had to go back and I did it midway through the year, which may seem a strange time, but I went back and went, I'm going to in, in, improve what we, what people can earn by 30% by of what we offer that's already good to make it aligned with the rest of the offering. Now that's, now that's refresh. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. You know, I I can't find any structures where consultants can earn 45% upwards in total of what they bill um, in a way that you don't have to jump through hoops of yeah. building it in a quarter or billing it in a half year or billing it in a full yeah. period where it looks great on paper, it's unachievable. I, I ripped that book up and went, I'm going to create something where if you actually build the money over a course of a year, you earn the commission. Yeah. It's as simple as that. But what was the compromise to me for that? It was profitability per head, but that was a compromise that I was prepared to make. And there are compromises all the way down the line. So profit per head went down, consultants earned more. We 
yeah, took a quick hit on our, uh, we did take a hit on our profitability per head, but ultimately in the bigger picture, yeah. the well, in the short, the mid and the long term, the employees win, they're earning more money than they can earn okay. anywhere else, and it's achievable, but, you know, it should help and attract people. If we grow as a business, yeah. we will be profitable, but you have to compromise and, you, you know, having an environment that promotes letting you do what you want to do, doing the things you enjoy whenever you want to do it, you know, it's not an environment that constantly pushes and pushes. We've all worked for that recruitment company where, you know, you have a record-breaking year, you build two hundred seventy thousand pounds a year, and you set your appraisal coming out going, right, well, we want 350. Well, um, do you know what? Um, Maybe that's not maybe necessarily this, what the consultant wants. Yeah, I was going to say this. This this ties right now right, as we as we come to the end. It, it ties back nicely to what you said at the start. This is, comes back to the why. If you've got a consultant in your business, and that's what, or you are that consultant, and you want to be pushed, and you want to continually be pushed on that, then that's fantastic. It's having different ways of and freshening up your leadership style so that you can have the people that want to do that great we'll give you a path to do that and you know it's a very generous way that you can be rewarded but actually we're also going to ensure that we've got opportunities for you in the business that you can have people that maybe don't want to be pushed that hard but will still make a very nice profit for your business and we'll we'll, we'll get a nicer reward for them I think you know if, if in terms of lessons for those listening you know I think it's important that you know you've obviously walked the walk it's as simple as that and that's why we invite people like you on the on the podcast because we want to hear from the testimony of you so if, I mean you know you've obviously been in all sorts of environments where you've clearly felt that and you now want to create this uh, environment where people can feel that they are being listened to and that their why is being listened to and that that's I, I guess I've summarized that right yeah absolutely I think it's about you you know what do you want to achieve and, and, and providing it's above a certain level mm. you know I will encourage you I will support you and I'll make sure that you're motivated to achieve it and when you achieve it that you feel acknowledged recognized and it's not just the people at the top who, who mm. do it and think it's important that people earn good money whatever they are billing and the yeah. other thing that I think is important the way that we've done it is that if two people bill the same amount of money as consultants they earn the same amount you know mm. irrelevant of their basic salary we can be accommodating for a different basis but if you two people bill 200,000 they can look at each other knowing they've earned exactly the same amount of money and that's the equality side you know if people want to earn more money, yeah, they have to build more. But why should somebody who's on the higher basic actually earn more than somebody who's written the same amount as them? It's not no, it's fair. Fair. It's really trying to drive that yeah. equality and building a business that, do you know what? It's about you. It's about what do you want to achieve and helping you achieve that, making sure that what you want to achieve, now what I want you to achieve, we're on the same page. We're same working. page towards it and knowing that if you achieve it you you recognize you're acknowledged and you feel that you, you know that you've done your bit and i think the big bit for recruitment owners is it, it you've got to want to do it you, you it takes a change in mindset and attitude you know if you're shifting things whether it be flexibility whether it's 
innovating the way in which you do things, whether it's changing a chemistry structure, whatever it is that you're doing to refresh your business, you've got to, to champion it and you've got to have a mindset of if you're bringing in flexibility or a four-day week or complete flexibility, A, you've got to champion it and do it yourself. But secondly, you can't then resent people or be like, well, we're doing a four-day week, but oh, can you not do that on a Friday? Can you not take that client call? Oh, absolutely. That's that's a whole different podcast, that, Karen Deep, I have to say. You've, <laughs> you've, you've summarised it perfectly. And I think what you've made it really obvious is that this is something that any leader can that can refresh and actually any recruiter you can refresh your business plan your desk your career but it's all about communication and you know it's wonderful to speak to business leaders like yourself who are truly embracing meritocracy and that equitability of recruitment and you know making sure that we are fair and that we're looking after the people that we have in our sector thank you so much for joining us on the recruiters recruitment podcast you've been a delightful guest it's been an absolute pleasure, Alicia. Thank you for having me um, and appreciate your time as well. Thank you.